It's been a wild few weeks of motorsport and the action does not stop because Race Fuels is headed to Phillip Island to keep the Victorian State Race Series fueled up and on track. With over 250 entrants confirmed, we'll be there with all five of our fuel variants available from the fuel compound. That's Elf Race 102, Elf LMS, E85 Race Blend, 100 Ron and 98 Ron. Too much motorsport is never enough and Race Fuels is here to keep the sport going fast. Now it's over to you, Grant and Tony. Two of the very best operators marked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. It's another week. It is the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name is Grant Rowley. I'm joined by the great man, Tony D'Alberto, and we... Have just come off the back of a race meeting at Sydney Motorsport Park Round 4 of the Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia Series. Tony, we've got a round of the supercars coming up this weekend at the Bend Motorsport Park. Once again, it's wall-to-wall racing. Wall racing? Wall racing. That's your team. We're going to talk about wall racing straight up. Okay. (laughs) How Um, How was your weekend? My weekend, mate, was I thought you were going to skip it there. I was hoping we'd go straight into supercars for next week. <laughs> My weekend wasn't too bad, mate. wasn't too bad. There was a few glimmers of hope. We had a good Saturday, finished fourth, just outside the podium. Sunday, ripper start. Ripper start in the first race on Sunday, up to third. And then the, uh, the old Michelins decided to fall off the old Honda and plummeted down the field all the way back to 10th in about four laps. So uh, no, we're having we're having some tire dramas where it's basically going back to canvas very quickly, and then race three was just a crash fest for everybody else. So it was just uh, under safety car for most of it, and we finished ninth. So that race two really did hurt me, unfortunately, because we I felt like we did everything right. Just uh, the old Honda's a bit hungry on the tire. So yes, good and bad, Grant. Good mm. and bra- bad, but mate, I like your intro. You're making out as though this is the first attempt at this pod this week. <laughs> this is version two, folks. We yes. uh, we recorded this pod yesterday, uh, being Monday, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a little little bit of audio uh, problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah my we've... my uh, audio wasn't plugged in, and I'd asked Tony at the start, "Do I sound okay?" And no, you said, and you said no. You said I no. Said you... No, no, no. But then I, I said, I'd... Grant. Yeah. I said, Grant, you sound shit. What is wrong with your mic? No, no, no. It's all good. All I, good. No, no. I, but then I said, do I sound good now? And you said yes. Yeah. I think I was lying. I just wanted to get on with it. <laughs> so this is version two, folks. So we've had to ring all our guests back and get you know, redo their interviews. That was only one, only one interview. But, only uh, one interview. Hey, and it's a good one too. It's a very good one. It's with Josh Buck and he won two races in his HMO customer racing Hyundai i30N at Sydney Motorsport Park, his first win in the category. And uh, he's going to join us a little bit later to talk about that. He's actually been a really good, close personal fan of our Parked Up podcast. He's always commenting on our Facebook post. He's got a t-shirt and uh, we we always wanted to bring him on, but he basically gave us absolutely no excuse for, for not getting him on this week. Two wins, a second place. He's bolted from P nowhere up to third in the championship. Chaz Moss, he's still gone. He's going to take a lot of catching, but Josh has bounced right into championship contention. 
Uh, so we're going to grab him a little later on and we'll uh, we'll speak to him more about it. But so, so good to see uh, a new winner come and do some really good things in TCR. Oh, it's great. <laughs> you don't sound as enthusiastic as I am. No, 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 no. It is good. It is good. Josh is a good friend of mine, so I'm very happy for him. Um, and he had a ripper weekend. Some of those weekends those types of weekends don't come along very often. And um, he did it in, in fine form. He had Hyundai there watching, so no pressure, mate. But uh, no, he, he executed it well. Uh, the Hyundai was the car to have on that weekend. You, they were super fast. That or the Renault, actually. Renault was very fast as well. Uh, but Josh got the job done, and uh, it'll be good to catch up with him and, and see how he sort of settled into the championship. You know, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. He hasn't done a lot of testing. And uh, he's he's really settled in quite nicely there. So he's um, in the hunt now for the championship or at least a position yeah. in the championship. Yeah, we're going to have to see Chaz Mostert uh, fall over a little bit. He, I think he's got about a 90-point lead, which equates to a, a couple of full races. And with only a few of the races to go, uh, things will have to go against him. And, of course, Chaz had a great weekend as well. He had two podium finishes and a fifth or a sixth. So he's right up there. Also good to see Michael Caruso, mm. the, that young upstart Valvoline GRM driver in his Alfa Romeo. Get oh, that's bloody young, mate. Get his very first win. Uh, he's had a wretched run. So to see him come through, that was good. He, he has had a terrible run this year. I don't think he's actually had a weekend where he's finished all the races um, where he should have anyway. So finally a weekend where he could actually build upon each race, build on the setup and get some confidence. He, he had a P3 in the, in race two on, on the Sunday and then got a blinder of a start, mate. It was an absolute ripper. Got down the inside of Josh into turn one. And then with the safety cars, all he, he he just had to defend when we actually went green for half a lap and the job was done. So uh, very good to see him grab some points and um, grab that win because he's had a very miserable year, that is for sure. Yeah, great to see Caruso get uh, get that result. Now, um, we, uh, we'll cover a little bit more racing in the news. That's going to come up really soon. And as we discussed, we've got Josh Bucken uh, as our main interview. And we also asked the fans to just ask a question and we've got some really cool questions to run through, but just before we get into uh, anything else on Thursday at Sydney motorsport park, you did something pretty special. You allowed someone else to do that much. Yeah. (laughs) You allowed someone to drive your car, a journalist, James Phelps from news limited. He's uh, basically the main motorsport rider for, the uh, Daily Telegraph up there in Sydney. He's been covering supercars for a long time. He has done basically no motorsport. And here I am asking yourself, Honda and Wall Racing, in particular David Wall, to let this relative unknown drive your car and get the experience, obviously in the exchange for a uh, a nice little write-up in the Daily Telegraph, which we got and everything went little, little being the word, word. Everything went fine. Everything went fine. But, but, how did you feel about that experience of uh, letting, yeah, James, who doesn't drive race cars, drive your race car on the eve of an event? Well, I I wasn't too worried about it until I actually asked how much experience he had in a race car, and at City Motorsport Park, which was zero. 
Um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't expect that actually, because he's done a lot of stories on motor racing, supercars. He's always been around the scene. And I just thought, well, surely he's been for rides in supercars or he's done something like this in the past. And he'd never driven around Sydney Motorsport Park. So um, our good friends at Honda actually lent him a car for a couple of days prior to the event. So he'd get used to the Type R. He did a couple of laps in the passenger seat with me driving him around. And then we let him do a few laps by himself, which he thoroughly enjoyed. They finally got the chance to actually unleash the the Type R. And then we, uh, I was meant to actually drive the TCR car and warm it up for him because those things have just got no rear grip whatsoever with cold tires. That didn't go to plan, did it, Grant? Because <laughs> all the other competitors complained and protested. They didn't want me to get any extra laps prior to Friday's practice. So David Wall jumped in, my uh, cramped seat, and his knees were around his ears, and warmed the car up for Phelpsy. And then Phelps hopped in, and, and away he went. Stalled. Stalled. No, yeah, he stalled yeah, once. Stalled. Then we uh, pushed him to get going. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Then he couldn't find the pit limiter button, and he drove basically to turn two with on the limiter. He in, found in, it. He found it eventually. Yep. Then he went. He did once past the pits, so one one complete lap, and then everything went silent after that. And uh, Johnny Martin was there, my teammate, and he went up to above the pits to see if he could see where the car was. And he was on the outside of turn four. He'd had a bit of a spin. So I jumped in the road car, went out and rescued him like a, like a good uh, savior. Yep. And um, uh, he'd actually done the right thing because he couldn't quite turn around without going on the, on the ripple strip and in the grass. So I, I pushed him back, got him going, and then he pitted and that was it. So um, He got the experience. He got the experience. And I think he really enjoyed the laps in the Type R road car. I think he enjoyed them more. Yeah, well, I guess the race but, car is a big br- brute of a thing, really. When when you read the story, though, I think he misunderstood something that I said to him. Oh, did he misquote you? He misquoted me because I said to him, if in doubt, power out. Like, get on the gas if you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And what he heard was, if in doubt, get out. Oh, whoops. <laughs> so he's had a spin. He's doubting himself. He's like, I'm getting out of this thing. Tony uh, told me to do, get out. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, he had he had fun, and obviously always a little bit of a risk as well. And I could Massive. sense I could sense a little bit of uh, tension from the team owner of your uh, of your team of your vehicle. Uh, and David Wall was um, he was if if looks could kill. Um, yeah, everyone would have been going to my funeral by now, but to be fair, he was, uh, he was extremely accommodating, but what I did was I grabbed David wall just to have a little chat with him to, and maybe just to smooth the relationship over as well. (laughs) I have to work with David quite a bit in, uh, in TCR through his Carrera cup stuff. I, I need to keep him on, uh, on good terms. So I grabbed him for a very quick chat, uh, while we're in Sydney. I'm with David Wall now. We had uh, James Phelps from News Limited come and drive Tony's car on Thursday for some coverage in, in the lead up to the event. There's a lot of hurdles and a lot of challenges that come with that. Were you actually ever comfortable with me allowing me to uh, pitch this and and, uh, and make that happen? Um, in short, no. <laughs> um, the, 
when I got the email stating what you wanted to do, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Um, but yeah, you, you threw us under the bus there and then uh, we got we got here for the uh, for the evening's event and um, then reality set in and both Tony and I looked at one another kind of thinking, um, how did we get to this part? Uh, but look, it all worked out okay and um, James, to be fair, someone who hasn't done a lot of motorsport, um, obviously, um, did a pretty good job. You know, he jumped in the road car and got his eye in. Uh, and then jumped in our car, um, thankfully brought it back. We had to race it the next day. Um, had a couple of little flat spots on all four tyres, but apart from that, uh, it wasn't too bad. The risk is certainly there, and you have to weigh that up against the coverage that you could Absolutely. possibly receive. So Absolutely. I mean, um, coverage is everything these days after everyone's um, effective years last year, whatever they entailed for everyone. Ours was obviously pretty difficult. Um, so. When, uh, when you've got the opportunity to put all your sponsors in such a, a high light, um, you can't walk away from that at the moment. So um, it was great for Honda, great for everyone involved at War Racing to, um, to be able to get some coverage from that. Um, and also, you know, in, in looking back at it, it was actually reasonable fun now that I can say that the car still has four wheels on it. Um, and everything went okay, uh, but yeah, look, it, it's a massive risk, um, to be fair, especially the night before we are actually practicing the car. Yeah, you weren't having much fun at the time. You no. did look like you wanted to punch me. If he had shunted that thing, what were you going to do to me? Um, I think, what did I say? I was going to punch you in your anatomy. Is that right? Yeah, basically. Uh, and you were kind of walking away, so uh, I think you were a bit nervous as well. So, look, we, we got there. Um, if you ask me to do it tomorrow, I'd probably say no. <laughs> but uh, it's done. We ticked the box. Um, we got plenty of exposure for Honda and, uh, and Painter Dixon and everyone else. So, um, yeah, as I say, we, we got through. And we thank David for his time. I think the relationship is okay, TD. I, I, but I don't think I'm going to be allowed to ask for another journo to come back any, anytime soon. You might be right there. Look, the boys are amazing because I have all these funny requests to try and get as much coverage as I can for Honda. And you're generally helping me with them as well. And they always do the right thing and uh, help us out, even though most of the time they, they probably don't want to do it. And, and it, it affects their preparation for the event, but they get it. They know it's got to happen. And uh, we do thank them for all their efforts because it was a, it was a bit of a shit fight. It was difficult to get it done. Yep. There was cars and trucks everywhere oh, trying to park it? up on Thursday night. Yeah, and, what a nightmare that was. Oh, it was. It was tricky. But anyway, we got it done. So thank you for that. And we got in the paper, which was great. Yep, nice um, little, nice little story, nice little video from the our video. Good, our good mate good. Tanea came and made something real special for us. It was, it all worked out very well. It was great. So, uh, thanking everybody for their efforts there. Okay, cool. Well, that's it. That's enough of that. We've got heaps to talk about in the news. There was plenty of racing. We've talked about TCR. We'll talk about some of these other categories. Plus, we're some supercars preview. Let's go. This is the news. This is the news. It's brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au. They built this fancy website. It's called networkr.com.au. And you know what, Tony? You go to that website. You go there right now. You pull out your credit card. You click on the I want to buy the Grant's children's books, the Little Heroes books, and you, you go to town. You sort yourself out with as many of these kids' books as possible. My books have been on the market now for a uh for a week or so how many times have you gone back to rebuy 
<laughs> um, yeah, heaps. Yeah, I've just, it's flat out. Just keep refreshing it over oh. and over. Now, how, how have they been going? Yeah, they're not too bad. They're not too bad. For uh, first time first time listeners, I've created five children's books based on five of the best Australian motorsport stars, Dick Johnson, Peter Brock, Jim Richards, John Bow, and Molly Taylor. They're uh, lots of pretty pictures. Uh, is, Mo- is Molly just the token female or what? That's not fair. No, she's an absolute <laughs> legend. She's a hero. Yeah, but she, ha- she hasn't finished her story yet. Well, that's, but I, look, it's not all about the old guys. It's not all about the old guys. I tell you, there's a, there's a young, a young bloke who races in supercars at the moment who has already requested to be part of the next little run. But first I've got to make sure these wash their hands. So again, (laughs) networkr.com.au, please go there, order a couple and uh, we'll see if we can get through to the next ones. But uh, yeah, look, they're going, it's going good. It's going good. Pre-sold, uh, pre-sold quite a few. Um, I need to get to, when we get them, uh, probably about July, we'll have them uh, at the racetracks and we'll uh, see if we can um, sell a couple to uh, some of the young families out there. Uh, or as we discussed last week, they're not for the young families. Let's get serious. These are, these are for the old boys, uh, old girls, the uh, lovers of motorsport who are going to stick them on their shelf far, far away from their, uh, the kids with the grotty little fingers. <laughs> um, okay, here the news, and it's brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au. We uh, we've talked about TCR. We've uh, we're going to catch up with Josh Bucken later, but there was a pretty big prize uh, run and won at Sydney Motorsport Park, and that was for the VHT S5000 Australian Drivers Championship. It was won by Joey Mawson in what should have been easy circumstances but tony as uh, as you'll tell us that it wasn't quite as easy as that no he made him made life a little bit difficult in that last race where he just had to finish the race and and i don't think he even needed to gather points really yeah. or no, minimal needed, points yeah, that's right he just needed to finish yeah finish the race um but into turn one he had a little wiggle got a little bit close to the car in front and ended up on the outside of turn one going uh, dirt driving and uh, pool driving at 200k. Yeah, very lucky not to rip the front wing off or do some damage to those to the S5000. I mean, they are quite a um, tough vehicle, you know, like we, we don't see wheels getting torn off them very often. So he was a little bit lucky there. And I reckon his heart rate would have um, spiked quite a bit when in the you know high pressure race all you've got to do is finish and i think sometimes your mindset just shifts a little bit to rather than going for the win and really focusing you sort of relax a little bit anyway that might not have been the reason but anyway he almost caught himself out and uh he got going again finished the race won the championship so a very good performance because i tell you what at the front of the field there there's some really really good operators james golding had a fantastic weekend winning all three races um, you know, Tim Macro was right up there as well. Thomas Randall, yeah, Nathan Hearn, like the list goes on and on. So mm. very, very tough championship to win. And um, he's gone out there and done it in, in the first year. Well done. Yeah, not bad. Only a four-round championship. They've just announced the first four rounds of the new uh, sort of summer series. It's going to kick off at Sandown in September and then three races back to back to back at Albert Park, the Grand Prix, then Bathurst, the International, where the S5000s are actually going to get to race. Uh, and then they'll head to 
the Gold Coast the week after to race on the uh, Surface Paradise streets, which is uh, going to be absolutely something different. So uh, pretty cool, uh, pretty cool initiative from the Australian Racing Group and all the guys at S5000 to get that over the line. We could see a couple of really good internationals come. Of course, we saw Ruben Sparrichello come uh, a couple of years ago to race in that very opening round. But this might be the opportunity for young Europeans or uh, young American drivers or uh, Asian drivers to come and experience three of the very best circuits that we have, uh, world-renowned tracks, uh, in a really short, condensed um, little period there. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense for some of those drivers to come out and have to do the quarantine for a few weeks, um, but then to be able to get three weekends in a row racing, I think it's a, a brilliant idea. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the interest level is like and whether we get big fields. Um, I think we had 17. Is that right, Grant? About 17 on the grid? There's Well, there's 17 cars, and if there's yep. any level of interest from any more than that, then... It won't take GRM very long to um, to churn out a few more of them. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's the case, Grant, um, I'll put my hand up in the air and um, I'll be there. I'll, I'll do it for sure. Tony D. Tony D yeah. wants to race S5000. Here you go. Why not? Speed Cafe, motorsport.com. You've heard it here first. Let's go. Rear wheel drive, you know. V8 back power. To, back, back to my roots. <laughs> None of this front wheel drive bloody two liter stuff. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. No, nah, I reckon I'd be a bit scared. That, driving one of those things around the Gold Coast, bloody hell. Yeah. Oh, man. They're going to, I think the GRM shouldn't be looking at making any new cars. They should be making, looking to make a truckload of front wishbones. That's probably going to be the thing. Absolutely. Wings, everything. Hey, the uh, just one last thing on S5000. It was so cool to award the Australian Drivers' Championship, the very famous Gold Star Award. It's typically. The, and it had been known all the way through the 70s and 80s as, you know, this was the champion driver of Australia. This is the number one award that CAMS or Motorsport Australia uh, actually hand out. And Joey had a bit of a fan club there at the podium celebrations and they made the best racket that I've heard at, at a Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships event or, or any of these ARG events. The, the atmosphere down there on the podium was, was really, really cool. And, and he hammed it up as well with some dancing and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that was, was it really just his see. family or, uh, well, if that was his family, he's got a bloody big family. <laughs> uh, there was heaps of dudes there. It was all his mates and, uh, what yeah, nationality he, is he? Uh, I'm not sure. He must, he has to have some level of, uh, Euro, Euro in him. Yeah, I, I, he's I not Aussie. Yeah. Cause he was doing a, a few, um, a few typical sort of football or soccer style dances and celebrations. So he might be one of your types. He might be a bit Italiano. Yeah, you reckon? We'll uh, ask. You should, we'll we'll should ask. ask him. We should we'll get ask. him on the show. Yeah, we should. i tell you, if why wouldn't a supercars team call him right now? Why? Why, why not? Hey, if you can, why? he obviously does, obviously does pretty good. Like yeah, give him a sure. test. If yeah. you're a supercars team out there, someone call Joey Mawson. Give him a test. If he can drive one of those rear-wheel drive V8-powered open-wheel cars and he drives them well, you could see that. There's no reason why he couldn't be uh, worthy of a shot in a supercar. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you got James Golding, who is very handy behind the wheel of a supercar, and he, he took it up to James and also, you know, Thomas Randall as well. It'd be interesting to know how it does translate. You know, he's done quite a bit of open wheeler racing overseas um, and in Australia. So maybe he had a bit of an upper hand to some of the guys like a, um, James Golding, who hasn't really done a lot. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Just DJR, don't ring him. <laughs> Anybody, uh, anybody but DJR, okay? Cool. Okay. <laughs> you, heard, you heard that, Ryan. Just put that phone down right now. Speaking Tim, Tim of Edwards, DJR. Go for it. Yeah, yep. speaking of DJR and Ryan's story and that whole group, mm-hmm. let's, talk, let's talk IndyCar because Scotty Mack, our yeah. previous supercar champion from DJR, had a stellar weekend. Uh, yeah. His first oval his debut weekend on an oval and I was absolutely shocked by the result that he got, which was a second place 0.2 of a second behind the winner, Scott Dixon. Um, that is just an incredible achievement. He started the race back in 15th because, uh, there was actually no qualifying because of rain. They go off championship points and, um, yeah, to come through the race, I think there was a little bit of strategy that played out, but he must've been in contention at some point to, be able to finish the job in second place there. So amazing effort. He's just a star, isn't he? Yeah. And backed it up with eighth the next day in the second race as well. What is he ninth now in the, in the championship? It's, it's, it's amazing. I don't know. Uh, I've seen a lot of the commentary after and, and a lot of his things, and he's obviously uh, pretty excited about what he's done and, and how he's done it. But you know what? I get the sense that he's not maybe that surprised either. You know, this is what he's been working for. Uh, there was always the question mark about how he was going to go on the on the ovals. He seems to have done even better on the ovals than uh, on the on the circuit racing stuff, which is where he's basically spent the majority or all of his career. So I just maybe, I don't maybe know it's all that eye racing. Is it that eye racing stuff? Is it oh. uh, is that is it that easy now that you can just do eye <laughs> racing, learn how to race around an oval, and then jump in a real Indy car and be and look like you've that's all you've ever done look i think some of the strategy stuff and the way the engineer talks to you and coaches you through the race when they were doing the i racing oval races um earlier this year um he set up his new sim and he had his engineer in his ear and i'm sure they were practicing a lot of the stuff they were going to do in the real race but nothing actually simulates driving one of those things in real life, I'm sure. And just the fear, like he's doing 350 Ks an hour. Surely for a moment you go, holy shit, this is fast, you know? So I I think it's just an incredible achievement. I don't, I don't know how he composes himself on that world stage so quickly. That is a skill to feel comfortable enough that, Hey, I belong here. Um, I'm going to put all that aside I'm going to concentrate on my job rather than just being, you know, all starry-eyed. And, um, you know, he's racing against guys that he really looks up to, like a Scott Dixon, like a Will Power. Yeah, so I think now with that podium behind him, his confidence is just going to grow. And I think that's what's been really good this year. He's had three races. He's finished all the races, well, four races now, sorry. Uh, Finished all the races and he's gaining experience and confidence along the way. Whereas if he went out and crashed or had a shunt first race or second race, it's a slower development rate. So he's uh, on the right path, but mm. we all know where it's all headed though. Mm. Indy In, 500. The Indy 500. And uh, who knows? End of what May. Can, who knows what can happen 
around that joint. I tell you, that's the same weekend they're racing there as Winton, I believe. Oh, so could actually, be actually that's right. Yes. So we could be uh, having to do a very fast bolt home from the from the Repco Supercars Championship round up at Winton at the uh, end of May to get home to watch uh, to watch that. Maybe we could have a little party. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's have a little Your party. Your house? Let's do it. Your house? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Sweet. Downstairs, you beauty. Okay, let's do it. Um, uh, another good result on the weekend for a Aussie was, <laughs> was Jack Miller in MotoGP. And yeah, he was super emotional after, after he secured that win. His very first win in a dry race. Of course, he won a couple of years ago. This was his first win in the dry. So a real big uh, tick of the box for uh, Jack in the premier motorcycling class. Not quite as good though, Tony D for Dan Ricardo down in ninth at, uh, at Portugal at the Portimao circuit. And, uh, but another win for Lewis Hamilton and his uh, steam train continues to go on. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got 97 race wins now, 99 pole positions. I'm actually a little bit dirty on uh, Bottas to be honest, because he took pole position on Saturday and by the smallest of margins grant. And I just, I was like thinking to myself, that's so selfish. How dare you deny Lewis Hamilton over his hundredth pole position? Like he's literally doing the team a disservice. I mean, is he just, you know, racing for himself here or what? Like, come on. I think he is actually, I watched that drive to survive episode that focused on him and his mate just hanging out in the, um, he's always nude in the the steamer. And, uh, I think there's a fair bit of selfishness from Bottas, but also not just him also from every other uh, formula one driver, you know, you just have, he cops a fair bit. He cops it though, doesn't he Bottas? So, um, he, um, yeah, it was a good, a good effort to get pole position. But I think everyone's just waiting for Lewis to tick this next milestone off, you know, potentially an eighth championship and also, you know, get get a ton of um, pole positions and maybe mm. race wins too. Mm. Not far away. He'll do it this year for sure. Okay. Um, now, uh, what else in news? We had, hey, did you see any of the Trans Am racing from Sydney Motorsport Park? Of course I did, but I've been banned from talking about it, haven't I? Oh, what? You've been banned about talking about one of the people in there. Yeah, well, that's the only bloke that I was watching, and he did bloody good. Tim Brook, Tim Brook, Tim Brook. He did extremely <laughs> well. He finished third, uh, but the but Timmy Brook wasn't involved in the amazing dices that we saw, one in particular between uh, Aaron Seaton, Nash Morris and Nathan Hearn, like they went around half of the circuit three wide. It was, uh, it was racing like you'd, uh, we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, it was on at the front. Nash Morris going bloody good, I reckon, for the, mm. the amount of experience he's had in those things. He's going like he's driving them really well. He was a bit loose when I saw him in that little battle, a um, couple of wheels in the dirt, and the thing was getting quite sideways. So it was all pretty exciting. That category, though, like for me, is, is really growing. Um, the cars sound good. They move around, they're V8. It's it's a category that people want to be involved in. So I can see that growing quite a bit. And and with the um, you know, being on the ARG calendar now as well, I think is really good. They get good exposure. And just the the amount of cars. They they had the most cars in their race than any other category on the weekend. So more entries than anybody else. 
That's yeah, bloody popular. No, I tell you, it is the sleeping giant of Australian motorsport. That category, it's an absolute beauty, and we're going to see some really, really good things. From... I saw actually a post today from um, Brody Kostecki, and it was just a photo of Nash Morris's car, and he just wrote Gen 3. <laughs> there you go. He's calling it. That's right. Well, I tell you what, they're... Uh... They're uh, they're pretty cheap. They're pretty cheap compared to uh, what. As much as we love supercars, we uh, we we love supercars. And we love that they're unique to Australia. That it's the best touring car category in the yeah, world. Yeah, they're better cars for sure. But these uh, these Gen three cars, or or even the current supercars, they're no touring cars. No, they're they're wild. So, okay, cool. So. Um, what other categories were there on the weekend? There was uh, bloody Aussie race cars. There was yep. touring car masters. There's a bit of a shunt, bit of a yeah, shunt, bit of, bit of a, J- a scuffle. JB and Roel Harris just getting what, right into one. What do you think of that? Uh, well, yeah. So JB was doing a fair bit of blocking. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, 50, 50. I don't, I don't, I don't Switzerland. think I don't think the stewards really saw too much in it. I don't think they gave any penalties. And of course, I'm not, definitely not going to throw JB under the bus because only because he's on your children's books. He's in the in my kids' books, and you can find them at networkr.com.au <laughs> for the little Johnny B book, which uh, all the kids will love. Uh, no, not too many more plugs. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we've got uh, we've got some questions from the fans, and someone actually asked asked us about what they thought of uh, of that incident. While we're talking about it, what, where do you stand? Oh, I didn't see what happened before the vision of them getting together, like whether someone was blocking or you know did something else had happened earlier in the lap. Um, but just looking at that incident on the exit of turn two, where JB shut the door on Roll Harrison. It was a fair bit of an overlap there and they made pretty heavy contact. Um, I just think JB could have given him a little bit more room. You know, they probably could have gone side by side. JB would know that Roll isn't the type that's going to back off. So if his nose is there, he's going to, you know, keep it there. And um, they've created a bit of a war now. I saw on social media, they were having a good old uh, ding dong battle uh, (laughs) against each other and the fans were getting involved as well. But yeah, I just think I think JB could have maybe just given a bit more room. It is a bit tricky, I must admit, though, on the exit of turn two to be able to see if a car's on your outside to see where they are. You can't really see until you get a bit further out of the corner. And sometimes um, the contact's already been made. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. Oh, okay, very good. You could be a steward one day with that sort of I language. Could. I could. I couldn't think of a worse job. Maybe, maybe a, I could be a politician too. I couldn't think of a. I'd rather be a steward. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I don't know. There's no more news. Any more news you want to talk about? Um. Do we no, miss? I think it? We covered it. I, I'm sure we've missed some racing. We've got some supercars wow. to get excited about, but we'll come back to supercars ahead of the bend after we catch up. With the great man, the newest TCR race. Actually, he's not the newest. Michael Crusoe is the newest. The second newest TCR Australia race winner in the country. His name is Josh Bucken. It's his first year on the national racing scene, and he's driving for the HMO Customer Racing Hyundai team. He's taken two wins at Sydney Motorsport Park, and he's going to join us on the other side of this ring-a-ding-ding. 
and it's great to welcome Josh Bucken on to the Parked Up podcast for the very first time. We've been threatening it for a while, but now that he's got a couple of TCR Australia wins under his belt, what better time to bring him on? Josh, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, now you want to be my mates, fellas. <laughs> hey, I see how it is. Um, yeah, no, thanks for having me, boys. What what an awesome weekend. Two wins from the three races. You bolted up to third place in the championship. You must be riding pretty high at the moment. Yeah, I've definitely had worse weekends. There is no question, <laughs> uh, both on and off the track. Um, I, yeah, I actually didn't know about the championship until, uh, until yesterday. Um, so, um, yeah, it's good to be P3, uh, which is nice. It, it's pretty good for the for the, to the record book and re- really happy. It was one of those weekends. I, not that I didn't put a foot wrong. I definitely did. But from sort of Friday to Sunday, everything just went to plan. And, you know, Tony, you'd know that they don't come very often. So it's very, uh, very happy. You're damn right. They don't come very often. I'm still waiting for my turn. <laughs> no, an awesome weekend for yourself. And look, it just, for me, it was a. It was always going to happen. It was always going to come. You sh- you've shown a huge amount of speed all year, but Bathurst was probably a little bit of a blip on the radar. Um, not enough speed out the out of the Hyundai, and to go to Sydney Motorsport Park with no BOP change, were you a little bit surprised how fast the car was? Uh, a little bit. Um, we knew Sydney, whether we were carrying a ton of bricks or not, was probably going to be good for us anyway didn't really anticipate that good um Bathurst obviously yeah you're right was kind of a bit of a line in the sand for us um obviously Jordan Cox deciding to spirit off the road at 300 k's an hour in the chase and red flag qualifying (laughs) that's sort of that actually worked for Sydney because I got all my BOP taken off but yeah I started at the back and our car's not a straight line car there's no secret um about that so yeah Bathurst was a struggle but the car pace was good uh, on its own so I actually took a bit of confidence from it. I was quicker than the rest of the Hyundais on the grid. So I'm thinking, oh, if, I, if I get a chance, I'm pretty confident I'll be there. So, uh, yeah, to get to Sydney, though, and to be as quick as what we were, I, I didn't I didn't see that coming. I'd love to say I did, crystal ball and all that stuff, but no, I didn't see that coming. So after such a strong weekend, how did you celebrate on the Monday? Did you go and treat yourself to a cheeseburger or, you know, a couple of cheeky little gin and tonics? How did you celebrate? Uh, I got home and I walked in the door and at my place now on the left, you've got the living room. And then on the right, you've got the bedroom. I just took the right hand turn, fell over, uh, and only woke up about 10 or 15 minutes ago. I was, I was smashed. So you had um, your own little party with Lauren, eh? No, no, we didn't. <laughs> we, we didn't. Um, oh, I see what you're going there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, no, there was, um, it was pretty quiet, low key. actually, I actually, truth be told, didn't really know how to celebrate it. I mean, it was one of those ones that's like, did that really just sort of happen? And Has it as sunk in now? Yeah, a little bit. It, it, a little bit. I mean, I've had calls from everyone who's sort of helped me and, you know, had a role in my career from karting 10 years ago, touch base, which is really cool because, you know, I haven't forgotten any of them. But as you know, in time, you just, you, you don't always keep touch with, every single person um and all all three of them for me <laughs> uh no I, i've had heaps of help so yeah it was nice to hear from everyone and all the rest of that but in terms of your cheeseburger reference uh i'm gonna get told off if i don't say something lauren my girlfriend's been a vegan for a month now 
Uh, huh. So there is absolutely no cheese or burger in my house at the oh, moment. No. Just, just um, a bread and pickle. Just absolutely you... bread, water, and some salt. Yeah. Um, you love but I've got pickles, great technique Grant. on this. Oh, he does he? Yeah, I love pickles for sure. They're the best of okay. the foods. He would that, take the burger out and the cheese and everything else in the burger and just have the pickle and the bun. So when you used to go to Macca's and pull out the pickle and go, hey, does any weirdo want this? Grant just w- opens the mouth and you fling it from I, a distance. Is I that was, right? I was the weirdo and you don't fling it because there's a fair chance that it'll land somewhere not in my mouth. So just... Pass it over nice and easy, please. <laughs> For eating the pickle, that's what you get. Mate, it's uh, it's it's obviously an awesome result and it definitely improves your championship position out of yes. sight. But it's uh, I guess it's kind of come as, as uh, a little bit of a surprise, basically to everybody except Tony D'Alberto. He had said prior <laughs> to this season that you would be one of the ones to watch and everyone else out there was saying, uh, who the bucket hell is that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> who, who yeah. The bucket trucking. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, did you cop that much as a kid? The the bucket Absolutely. hell. Absolutely. I, like I, I I heard the expletive term used first when I was in year three. So I was what, what's that make me? Eight years old. I cried for about a week oh. because I knew that from then the rest of my life that's it. <laughs> that's what I get. Well, so. look, the reference here is that I guess uh, in, in on a national motorsport front. We didn't really know much about your good self. Uh, Tony had tried to tell the world that you were you were going to be there, but I even saw some references in the media over the weekend that uh, relative unknown driver Josh Bucken has come and uh, had done what he did. So wiped um, the floor with us. Did did um, <laughs> I don't know? Did does this success kind of uh, come as as a little bit of a surprise to yourself? Um, that's a good question. Look, no, no question. I, I was, I was unknown. No one knew who I was. Tony knew about me, but my path, you know, it, it has been very different to the usual uh, young guy getting into, you know, a, a big category. Um, so yeah, Tony saw me on drive days, rip some skids and always uh, hassle him on hot laps. But um, <laughs> look, I always believed in my skill set. Uh, I, I knew what I could do. And I knew if, the stars aligned and the cogs sort of intertwined together. I'd be able to showcase that. Uh, and look, like I mentioned, they're not all going to be like that. You know, I'm obviously, um, I've had a good weekend and, you know, it looks good for me and I, and you can't, that can't be taken away. So yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to know you can do it because you don't know you can do it until you've done it. So uh, look from here, I can go to the next round as a winner. I don't have that sort of burden on my back, particularly being with the team. I mean, there's no, no secret. It's a, it's a gun team way better than wall racing and Honda. Um, <laughs> but, um, and uh, no jokes aside, they're a fantastic outfit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's good now. I mean, I'm in that elite category with Tony and look, I can just move forward and, and focus on the next thing. <laughs> You're a jokester. They were, big, um, they were big boots to fill though, stepping in uh, as, as Will Brown's replacement. He totally. effectively wiped the floor of, the the tcr field in the first year in 2019 and i guess if if you know the worst part about that was sorry to cut you that's all right the worst part about that was every time i would open the door of because i'm in the car that we'll use every time i'd open the bloody door there's seven stickers that say first there's a pole and there's a championship and i open the door and i just go 
none of them are mine, are they? <laughs> even, though I, even though I sort of sentimentally claim them as mine because um, I'm driving the car, none of them are mine. So it's nice now, next round, if they get them made in time, I get my own stickers. Fair enough, there's only two, but uh, I, I've got some stickers on the car. That, so that, that's probably the best thing to come out of that um, in the old in-team battle. But de- definitely big shoes to fill, though. I mean, Will is a class act. You go in there, you know, with the championship winning team. How did you handle that sort of expectation and and perhaps the the pressure that uh, is is surrounded around that number one car? Yeah, you're right. Will's a weapon, and he did really well, obviously. Um, but uh, I, I knew that this season, every other team would have stepped up. I think that inaugural year, it was basically you guys and HMO who hit the ground running with properly gun prepared cars and you made everyone look look silly whereas now you've got mpc you've got you know grm have really had a bit of a dip they've got about 38 cars on the grid um and you know everyone's having a real real big crack at it so i knew it wouldn't Mm. uh, it wouldn't be like the first season uh but you're naturally going to get that comparison so uh, yeah, a little bit of pressure, but at the same time, I've got a pretty good way of just moving the other side and just focusing more on my own show because, you know, whether I'm here for a year or five years, uh, it's more than I ever thought I was going to do. So just to do a test in the car, uh, that, that was a bigger step than I ever thought I'd do. So um, the pressure is what it is. I'll just deal with it and pull some cogs and see how now, it goes. Talking about pressure, on the weekend, you had the big bosses from Hyundai there watching. Now, at the big dogs, yes. At the big dogs there. Now, it's no uh, secret that HMO have been trying to get Hyundai on board as a title sponsor, similar to myself with Wall Racing and Honda. A pretty good weekend uh, or a good weekend to win some races um, and showcase how exciting the category is and, and the talent that you've got behind the wheel. So how are those discussions going? Uh, yeah, good, mate. Good. So what I did, I basically... Uh, I'm going to be taking the trophies, so the two first and the second. I'm going to roll into head office. I'm going to slam the doors open like barn doors in a country and western movie. Smoke's going to show from the background. I'm going to go straight to the director's offices. I'm going to pot them on the table and say, righto, show me, like Jerry Maguire, show me the money. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, he, no, he's going to do that, Grant. It, it was, he's it, definitely going to do right, that. That's exactly what I'm going to I'm do. I'm going to be that two metres behind with a video camera to capture it all. Yeah, there's going to be Tina Turner, simply the best, you name it. Uh, I'll also be there just to help him just in case he gets escorted out by security. Yeah, that's that's actually a very good point. Uh, But yeah, you're right, Tony. Jokes aside, there were some heavy hitters there. There's no question. There were some good guys. But honestly, um, most of of the guys at head office who have had a bit of a role to do with this, um, you know, we chat on the phone most weeks. So... You know, it was good for them to come out, see the show, see what it's all about. Uh, we've obviously got, you know, a pretty, we've got a pretty flash, uh, flash uh, pit set up. You know, we got, we present well and all that sort of stuff. And Barry, the team owner, is really big on that. He loves that sort of stuff. So it was just nice to see all of that. And I think it would have put a good impression on them, regardless of the result. Uh, we also had about 50 customers uh, and owners, rather, come to the venue and do a parade lap at the end of our, our race. So they started off with a little uh, road drive with N Performance. This is the team who manages the event side of things for the, uh, the Hyundai N 
group and then they came to the venue and did a lap of the circuit and it was funny beforehand before they went out I took the trophy up and said hi to everyone and showed it around and that was great because uh, the trophies are pretty sharp so I cut my hands a few times I was actually pretty keen to get give it to someone else I'm not used to holding silverware like that I don't know who Tony is um, but particularly these hands um, the soft hands but, uh, the soft hands I know I know but yeah they sat on the south circuit grid rev their cars until they opened the gates and then they did a lap and it, it went down really well. So yeah, great weekend for, for Hyundai uh, as well as myself. So you've got a bit of a history with Hyundai that stems back further than this year. Tell us a little bit about that uh, work you've done with them in the past. Well, my relationship with Hyundai started back in, oh, I don't know the year, but it was, it was about, you know, it was five or six years ago. So whatever that makes that 15, 16. And my first ever day as a driver coach in a car uh, was actually at the farm for Hyundai Veloster Turbo, the, the launch of the facelift model of that. And I was on my P's and they gave me one to drive back to Sydney, which is about 70 Ks. Um, and I wasn't legally allowed to drive it, but I wasn't going to say no because I didn't want them to know I was on my, on my P's. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was the start of it. And it just grew organically from there. And yeah, got a phone call in November. Hey, ring Barry, see what he says, and the rest is history. Well, it certainly is, and you put yourself in the prime spot. The question that I ask, we're going to Morgan Park in uh, the end of next month, a track that will probably suit your car better than most, hopefully not better than mine. Um, can you continue the form, and can you catch Chaz in the championship? Well, I'm actually going to throw it back on you, mate, because – I reckon you've given me a pump up for most of the year too. You've been, you've been a really good mate in, in that respect. I'm going to pump your tires up. I think I actually think go. Honda's going to be, yeah, I think Honda's going to be the car. So that John Martin car, <laughs> look, shut the gate, <laughs> shut the gate. Um, you'll be somewhere in the top 10 or 15. And then yeah, Johnny should, should have a pretty easy weekend. Um, no, so there you uh, have yeah, it. he's so called it. They, they have it. No. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have a, yeah, a skip full of bricks with the handbrake pulled up being towed uh, with my car for, for Morgan park, which is fine. That that's how it works. Uh, qualifying where I didn't doing as, as well as I did. So uh, we'll carry a bit of weight, which is fine, but that track should, should suit our car. So I, I think we should be still in with a, in with a chance. Um, but because I, I, where did you qualify? You were seventh six? in that one. Seventh. Yeah. Okay. So you're not going to cop it too badly. I think that that place suits our cars. That sort of tight, twisty stuff. No straight lines. Yeah, no Just straight line. Thank God. Oh, I know. So for Bring those, on chicanes. So for those that don't know, Morgan Park is basically like the Winton of uh, Central North. Queensland. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be it'll be very tight. Um, certainly a different layout. A few a few couple more hills and crests to uh, to dive over. Uh, Josh, you've raced a F three car around there before, but yeah. Um, yeah, she's uh, probably a little bit different between an F3 car and a TCR car. Oh, yeah, not much. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not much. At least not you much know, at, at least you know what way it goes left and right. Yeah, I know I know I know the pits and the bathroom layout and the canteen, so um, I know where to get the coffee in the morning, which is it, uh, very know, important. Very, very important. important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I've got a story about coffee in you, Tony. Don't worry about yeah, Morgan Park. Yeah. You were doing a photo shoot one day, weren't you? Early morning, up 
a mountain of some description and it was so early that no coffee shops were open and you actually had to pull over and have a spew because oh. your body, you, you know what I'm talking about? Is that true? Tell, tell the viewers and the, or the listeners, did that happen? That is true because we did have to get up. <laughs> Soft. <laughs> we had to get up very early uh, to like catch the sunrise. No, no, catch the sunrise. And this is with our good mate, Chris Benny. And we're going up and down this mountain, which was making me feel a little bit crook. But then it got to probably, I want to say like maybe 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. I hadn't, oh. had, the, hadn't had a coffee Yeah. Uh, up and down the mountain. And I had to, I vomited. I was done. Wow. He broke me. That's not oh. good. See, I didn't hear that bit. I didn't hear the 10, 11. That's, that would be, that's to going to HR. Well, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so addicted to coffee that I literally get up in the morning <laughs> and I have a coffee straight away. Um, you know, generally either I've got up and got it or Steph has got me one. So if I have that first coffee, I'm absolutely fine, but we had nothing. And my body just went into like a spasm. And, and honestly, wow. I got down the bottom of the mountain, had a spew went to the coffee shop and I was, I was good as gold. But was it good but coffee? Where were, yeah. I mean, that, that's the hard thing when you go out and do those. It was good coffee, like, but I never got a job that? from okay. Chris Benny ever again. <laughs> uh, I'm actually working with him this week. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just say, Hey, my mate, Tony needs a bit of work. He needs a new <laughs> an espresso machine. You know what um, I've got now though, boys, I've actually got? got like, a, I've got a portable one. So like a little no way. one. Yeah. So I just Is take it, it with me everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I take it. And oh, uh, you joking. just put a bit of hot water in there and a little uh, pod capsule. Would I get kicked out of wall racing if I came and got a coffee in the morning? No, I'll make you one. I might come in with dark shades just to see, like, <laughs> you know. Bring your setup sheet and <laughs> yeah. you can have as many coffees as you like. What's a setup sheet, mate? We just go out and get it done. <laughs> So, Josh, we uh, we thank you for joining us on the uh, Parked Up podcast. A couple more questions. Uh, now that you've got uh, these big, famous wins at Sydney Motorsport Park done, <laughs> what what is uh, what what is the future aspirations? Uh, you know, is this a is do you want to stay in TCR Australia? Is this a a two, three, four year category for you? Would you like to potentially go and do something uh, overseas? There's a lot of great. Uh, international TCR categories, or would you even consider something uh, like supercars or, or, or something like that? Um, look, that great question. Um, to be totally honest with you, uh, this was a pipe dream for me uh, to, to be where I am. So I, I am very, very happy where I am at the moment. Uh, and I'd love to stay here as long as I possibly can. Uh, I, I guess I need to give uh, the team a reason not to, or to keep me rather than not to keep me. So I'll be working hard doing that. Uh, obviously, yeah, the, the category's got a scope overseas. Um, that's that's well known. So I'd love to go and do some WTCR, no, no question. Um, but in terms of the category out here, I think the ARG, the ARG uh, with what they've done with Seven, you know, super cheap auto coming on board, it's really, really genuinely exciting uh, what they've got in the next couple of years. So if I can be involved with that, um, I, yeah, that, that'd be fantastic. So yeah, immediate future. I'd love to love to stay in the category for as long as I possibly can be a thorn in the side of TD and, and the likes, uh, for as long as I can supercar. Look, I mean, you know, TCR is expensive, let alone supercar. So I, I don't really see that, that happening. Um, love to drive one. 
um, just to say I've done it. Maybe Tony can. Oh no, height difference is too much. Um, he drove. Uh, he drove with Fabian Coulthard for the last five or six. I was. Years. I reckon you. I was going to say slip into his suit, just ah. take a coffee machine with me, and just say you know, you know, do hand Espresso. signals. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff, but that won't work. Um, so yeah, oh, look, I'd love to drive one. I'm a massive supercar fan from way back in the day, the old VX VT era that that was that was me as a kid i love that stuff go so scafey. go scafey. yeah exactly exactly you're a big scafey so, fan i was a raging scafey fan um <laughs> absolutely mark scafe rager um so uh, and i i love the onboards how he'd go from sixth to second and just rev the piss out of the thing for about <laughs> 150 meters of the brake zone and then come in and complain the engine didn't work or blew up or whatever it's like oh ace um now but we've got a couple of months almost until our next round um what are you going to be doing in between time you got some driver training lined up a little bit of work um to bring in a few dollars yeah got some work shooting with our mate chris later on this week which would be good um but no i'll just basically be watching rocky for the montage scene uh, where he gets motivated the, the entire time. So there's about a two-minute clip where he drives his car through a tunnel. Uh, there's no easy way out to playing, and that's pretty much going to be me. I'll run some hills, do some squats, do some yep. shoulder shrugs, and yep. bring on Morgan Park. Ready to go. Eat no exactly. meat. No meat. Eat no meat. Yeah, that's right. I might, and maybe I'll like just hide some steaks in the corner when Lauren's not watching under the bed. I just rip them out, and um, <laughs> that'll be me. But. Yeah, no, just, I'll actually, I'm glad it's the biggest break of the year because I will, I'll get to sort of hopefully soak in a little bit more of, of what we've done over the weekend and um, ride that wave and until Morgan. Oh, well, awesome, mate. There is no more who the buck and hell are you. We know exactly who you are now. <laughs> You're on the map. You're on the map. And, uh, mate, we, uh, we look forward to seeing you up at Morgan Park in a couple of months' time. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, boys. Thank you very much for having me on, and uh, I hope to see you soon. You certainly will, bud. Thanks, mate. Peace and love. Thanks, boys. And we thank Josh for taking our call uh, this late in the evening. He's a uh, he's a nice fella. He's a real. Oh, our second call. It was our second. That was, I think that was se- V2. I think the second one was better than the first, though. Well, we've got no choice but to play it. So No, uh, one, no yeah. one else will ever, ever hear it. That's right. Speaking of not hearing things, mm-hmm. while well, I was hoping no one heard it, I accidentally dropped the uh, the old C bomb on the weekend on the coverage. Oh yeah, did you that was hear cool. that? Uh, it wasn't. I didn't actually hear it, but I have the footage. Oh, you I got have, it. I've got it. So Your let's beauty. just let's just uh, let's just hear a little of what uh, our good friend here, Tony D, said to Jack Perkins just before the start of race one. Uh, the boys have done a nice job. John Martin's a couple of spots ahead of me, so that's our yardstick. Uh, but got some good cunt- company around around me right now. That was a rude mate. word, Tony. Oh, that so... was a rude word. What have you done? Uh, well, I, I I knew that I'd done it, and I just hoped that new one, no one picked up on it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I couldn't back out of it. I just had to keep pressing on. And uh, it was funny because Jack sent me a message Saturday night and said, mate, I just remembered you swore on TV today. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got messages from 
people at ARG, like mates. I think Jack must have sent it to everybody. <laughs> Jack or maybe AJ, somebody has sent it to everybody. But yeah, a little bit of a blooper there for myself and um, AJ, our good friend, Andrew Jansen, who listens to the pod every week. So hi, hello, Andrew. Andrew. Hello. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. He has banned me now from all media. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. He said, you have to, he said you have to... doesn't want to talk to me. Molly, just uh, nobody. No one's yeah, allowed to. It was a rude word, Tony. It was the one that starts with C if anyone wants to, uh, if anyone didn't quite pick it up. And that's like one of the the, the naughtiest ones, but obviously mm. a trip. Did you, did you sense that you were, that you had, you had tripped or, or, or what, what no, was I did, the feeling? Yeah. No, I was meant to say company and I, I sort of like stuttered and yeah. stumbled Oops. and I literally said it oh, and dear. um you're in good company you are in good company though because uh, even the likes of uh, Neil Crompton famously uh had uh, did that during one of the qualifying sessions uh at the Bathurst 1000 of all things so uh yeah uh, if if it can happen to Neil if you're following in his footsteps then uh you you're in a good place I was expecting to actually get fined for it um, if that was supercars, I probably would have been fined for it, even oh, though it was a blunder. You can't get fined. Yeah, it was a blunder. It was a blunder. Did you? Years I was ago, watching. I was watching the footy the other day. I was watching uh, the the mighty Swans take uh, a great close win over your Catters, the Geelong mm. Cats. And at the end of the game, one of the uh, Swans players, he was he was wrapped. He was thrilled, and he just uh, at the end of it. He just dropped a massive f bomb, and he went, oh, "Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that, should I?" And just laughing and walked off. <laughs> I remember uh, years ago, I had an incident on track with Shane Van Gisbergen at um, Newcastle. Newcastle, mm. yeah, Newcastle. And are you just name dropping now that you were on the, you know, no, no, in the same space in the same place on a racetrack as yeah as SVG. Well, he he was obviously down the back for some reason, like you know, no, no. not not even, not even. Oh, mate, I was like the street track guru. You always, you? No, I was actually good at a street track. Yeah, you, um, were, you were always anyway. You were always good. Don't don't make me want to. No, but to particularly particularly good at a street circuit for some reason. Um, anyway, Shane tried to go around the outside of me somewhere, and it didn't turn out that well. And I must admit, I probably did. I probably made it hard for him and pushed him a little bit wide and he ended up in the fence. Anyway, I got a drive-through penalty and as I'm coming through the pit lane, the broadcast decide to tap into my radio. And Adam DeBore, I'm going to name drop again because mm-hmm. Adam DeBore is Chaz Mossett's engineer right now. He's a bit of a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my engineer at the time and he was just trying to calm me down. Mate, long race, calm down. Just, you know, focus, get back on the job. And then I just blast back and I'm like, but it was my effing corner. And I was just like off my chops at the on the radio. Yep. And um, so Scafey and Crompton are listening in and they they couldn't apologize quick enough. They're like, sorry, folks, uh, you know, obviously he's a bit hot under the collar, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I almost got fined for that. I almost, they literally um, pulled me in and spoke to me about it. And they was, talk, they was talking about $20,000 fines and all sorts of stuff. Wow. And I was like, guys, you tuned into my radio. You knew I would have been upset. Mm, and that so was the last time. Then that was the last time they ever used your radio on. That's television. right. <laughs> That's right. But what that, they were looking for a reaction and they got it. 
And then they wanted to find me. I'm like, nah, not happening. What, what about the word bloody? Why can't you, you could, you could have used that instead. Oh no, but it was like full F-bomb. It's Adam, obviously. Maybe it was You Adam's should find fault. that footage too. Oh, we've got that. And I think we might've played it before. But what on this? Uh, no, I think we might've played it on our socials. Uh, just okay. before. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the social, uh, on the pod, but we've certainly played it on our socials. The, anyway, the, um, the, uh, maybe it was Adam DeBore's fault for not calming you down enough. Oh, he had no chance. <laughs> he had no chance. Uh, you anyway. got some t-shirts made up over that. I uh, did. About that I too. did. <laughs> it was my effing corner. Anyway, let's move on. Move okay. On. Supercars this weekend at the Bend Motorsport Park. It's, <coughs> I think it's almost 200 days since a Ford has taken a win in the supercars championship. Last time they took a win was Cam Waters in the monster Mustang at the bend. Ever since then, they've, uh, they have not seen uh, victory lane. Can Ford readdress this current situation? Well, I thought we weren't going to talk about BOP and parody on this show, mate. Um, <laughs> That's all we talk about when TCR pops up. That's all we yeah, talk about. It, it's clear that the parody and, is correct in supercars. I mean, that just sounds correct. You know, like for one manufacturer to win so many races back to back to back to back to back. In a two-horse um, race. Yes. Like that just surely there's nothing wrong there. Um, look, I reckon it's going to be a strong track for, for the Mustang for sure. DJR have good form there over the years. I think Anton De Pasquale has actually won a race there too. Is that right? Maybe a podium uh, last year. No, he podiumed in uh, in the Penrite Erebus car. And I think that was his very first podium back in 2019. Yep. yep. So he said he's, he's got some form there as well. So I'm expecting those guys to be quite quick. Um, Will Davison's been strong there in the past as well. Cam Waters obviously has won the last race there and he's got great form. Chaz Mostert last year, I think he had two pole positions, uh, yeah, but just... then blew the tires off the mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see whether they've made true uh, progression with that car in, in race uh, form. And then obviously triple eight, you know, like I don't think we ever need to talk about triple eight because That's we right. know they're going to be quick. We yeah. know they're going to be on the money. Um, it's just a token message. It's a token. Yes. That's right. There's a team that is, this team is probably going to be the ones that win. Yeah. Well, but I, I feel as though, and I'm biased obviously, but I feel as though DJR sort of, got a little bit of form on their side at Simmons Plains and that that'll breed a bit of confidence with everybody um but my smoky for the weekend grant mm-hmm. i reckon is um young percat oh yeah yeah that's a good but one he's not that young but no experience no, he Percat. looks he looks young though he looks young he was hanging out at uh, sydney motorsport park over the weekend yeah and trans am there you go he looks after a fella in trans am i think Mm, yeah, he'd love those. Uh, he'd love those cars. Definitely no paddle shift in those things. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, look, I reckon. Uh, I reckon my Smokey for the weekend. I like your one. Nick Perkett is a good one. But I reckon maybe James Courtney, just as a Smokey, as as a Smokey, maybe for a podium. Uh, mate, we'll talk about our little punters club a bit later on. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, so uh, yeah, looking forward to the bend and a huge uh, weekend of racing there. Of course, there's the here we go, the Fanatec GT World Challenge Australia, powered by AWS. It's like I do the media management well for that category. Well done. 
So uh, they'll be there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Brock Feeney goes in his first ever uh, GT race in a, in a GT3 car. I think he's done a bit of that mark. He did a bit mm. of mark racing. So they're, they're very similar. So I think he'll be fine. He's racing with the Prince for Triple Eight, Garth Tander and Yasser Shahin in the Audi, uh, Dylan O'Keefe. He's racing with Tony Bates. So there's a couple of really good guys who'll be pedaling around those awesome gt3 cars so uh yeah looking forward to uh how that all uh, plays out there's also the very first round of the new v8 super utes so mm. it'd be great to see how uh how they perform also of course uh carrera cup uh which is a bit of a fan favorite and uh lots of really really cool uh drivers in there as well like the top 12 to 15 are genuine race winners so yeah it's an amazing uh, field this year yeah it's great so yeah plenty to watch out for in that big old world-class track right there in the middle of the desert (laughs) are you going i'm there i'll be there i will be there and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun you realize it's mother's day this weekend yes i need to pre-plan that I'll uh, I'll pre-plan that. I'm actually going to the shops with my eldest, my beautiful eldest daughter, to go and ensure that I've got all of the things in uh, wrapped up, good to go for Mother's Day. So, uh, so the little girls have got the big girl something for the big Sunday. You're you're a brave man, aren't I? Well, supercars are brave for putting on a yeah. uh, a race meeting. There's uh, going to be a lot of dudes uh, there who uh, won't be able to spend their time with their mums or their wives they, or whatever. So yeah. they need to put a race meeting on Father's Day. That's probably a better idea. That's a way better idea. Yeah. Do they have a race meeting on Father's Day? Not this year, no. Not this year. Uh, well, they, I didn't really think about that. The Muscle they? Car Masters uh, is held up at Sydney Motorsport Park on the Father's Day, which and I think that really suits. That's that's perfect. It's clever. Hmm. Anyway, okay, we don't do calendars. I tell you what, that no, would well, be a, that would be a shit job. Putting together a supercars calendar would be one <laughs> of the worst jobs. Oh, you, you won't make anybody happy. So no. you just make a decision, and everybody can just suck it and get on with it. Suck it would it be says. hard. Okay, yeah. we asked uh, some fans before we uh, before we go here. We asked some fans on social media, ask us some questions, and we got some rippers. We had hundreds and thousands and thousands of questions. Uh, <laughs> Did we? Well, that divi- many divided by a few. Divided. Crikey! Let's uh, let's run through them. Kobe Collins. He asks. Someone suggested running. F1 Australian Grand Prix circuit backwards if they did a double header. So let me just clarify. I went and did the uh, S5000 calendar launch down at Albert Park last week, uh, just before we head up to, headed up to Sydney Motorsport Park. And I spoke to a couple of the guys at the Grand Prix Corp. There is absolutely no way, no shot that we're going to have two rounds of F1 in at Albert Park. So uh, you reckon we'll have one? Oh, well, I guess that's that's up to the higher powers than the AGPC, that's for sure. Um, but look, I fingers crossed, surely. Surely we can come up with a solution. If they can hold the Olympics, they can do that. Come on. I hope, I so. hope so. I bloody I hope, hope so. so. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So they suggested running the, the, the one of the double headers backwards, but which Aussie track do you think would be good to race in the opposite direction? Calder Park. <laughs> the Thunderdome? <That, 
Um, <coughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not many circuits that are designed to go both ways without, I mean, if you put aside, you know, sand traps and some of those sort of things. Which are know, pretty important. Yeah. It's not so I much mean, the sand traps, which are the drama. It's more those uh, concrete and, and yeah, uh, the walls. other types of walls that sit 90 degree to your face. Yeah. And that's why they could never run the circuit backwards because the all the safety stuff isn't set up to go that way. Um, but theoretically, okay, obviously, obviously Bathurst or Phillip Island, something like that. Um, maybe, maybe um, Barbagello actually. Barbagello would be quite good. I think that would be quite safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you of. could almost do it, except except the last quarter or the what would be yeah. the first corner. There, yeah, she's. Yeah, yeah, a few people would lose their legs trying to do. But imagine that. how quick you go down to the bowl. That'd be sweet. Yeah, that would. Yep, yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Um, what about okay, you? Cool. Uh, the a, a track that would be fun, like for sure, Bathurst would look like a fair bit of fun. Uh, obviously, you, there was no way you could do it because yeah, it's dangerous enough doing it in the direction that they made it for. But uh, to uh, to do that is uh, would would be a little cray cray. Uh, what, a, what another good track to maybe do a bit of reverse action, uh, Phillip Island, Phillip Island would be that, that would be, that would be fun. I mean, not what about fun. like, it should be flowing either way you go. What about like Monaco or something? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. I mean, that's just lined with walls anyway. So what's the difference? True. Get it done. True. Yeah. Okay. Here, Alan Lighthouse. He's uh, he's gone to town here. <laughs> One person, three questions. Uh, let's let's get through them quick. Quick. Um, will we see Rick Kelly at Bathurst this year? What do you reckon? Oh, he'll probably be there. I'm not sure if he's going to be driving. Mm. There you go. I called it. I reckon he'll definitely be there. But Ooh. yeah, sure. I'd... Surely there's going to be a wild card or something. Maybe. Yeah. Has to be. I'd, How I'd... could you not get him? Yeah, for sure. Well, there's certainly no regular seats unless he lands at Matt Stone Racing. But it, yeah, she'd have to she'd have to be a bit of a a, uh, a bit of a wild card to to come and come and join. And look, real, I I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope he does, and I hope he does it with like a a team that can give him a genuine chance of doing it. Because yeah, yeah, he'd be uh, he, he'd be red hot. How much did the BOP changes impact this weekend's TCR racing? I think we've uh, we've we've talked between you, Josh, and uh, and all of that. We've we've sort of addressed that. What can we do to fix losing most of the race to the safety car, like race three TCR on the weekend? That is a tough one because it's all governed by the TV and how much time we've got. Um, and they did extend that race by six minutes. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. And we saw that at Bathurst as well, where the final race was pretty much under safety car the whole time. There was bloody Honda stuck in the fence or something at some stage. <laughs> um, it took a little bit to get him out, and then he spread the whole track with gravel. Bloody prick. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, on the, generally when you have a safety car, and we all know there's not many laps to, to go, it creates another safety car because everyone goes crazy. Like freaking mm. nuts. I watched the uh, that crash unfold in front of me with Aaron Cameron and Luke King and all those boys. And it was, you could just see it coming from literally three laps before it happened. They were just going hard at it. So 
I don't know what the answer is. It's just an unfortunate part of it uh, when you've got time certain races like that and we don't have a lot of leeway um, either side of it. So, yeah, unless we get like an extra hour of coverage or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, supercars tend to seem to be able to achieve it. Yeah. Uh, they Look, I guess the uh, without tearing up the uh, Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships, supercars have a absolute phenomenal recovery system. They are... Uh, yeah, I think that's they, part of the problem, isn't it? They are able to retrieve those cars so quickly even around big joints like Bathurst, they can, mm. they can get cars uh, taken off the circuit out of the dangerous position very quickly. So the comparisons are, are there for sure. That, that's, an, that's an expensive exercise, but also executed so very well. So, yes. um, and really, you know, we look at supercars and that's, that's the expectation. We look at supercars television broadcast and that's the expectation that, a lot of race fans feel is what the normal, normal. is. Yeah, yep, yep. Supercars broadcast is no normal TV. That is world-class execution. Yeah, but even the recovery and all that stuff that goes with it, the whole show is mm. not normal. No, um, that's right. It's one of the best championships anywhere in the world. Yeah. But I do agree, like, we've got a little bit of work to do on that side of things. I mean... Oh, for sure. For if sure. we just go back a step at Simmons Plains when Moff crashed, dude, there was no one there. No one there to go and make sure it was okay. Yeah. Like it was terrible. Um, but like it, to recover that car of bugs on the start finish line took forever. Bloody forever. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah. anyway. Uh, so if we know any uh, any good tow truck drivers who. Uh, gonna... Who's a very good one. Who's that? Evil? Zikanovic. Oh, Zikanovic. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we him. can get him. He was probably, he was there on the weekend racing. That's right. That's right. Uh, Look, it requires, I don't know, maybe it requires a a little bit more than that. It certainly requires a little bit of uh, uh, a lot of funding as well to make sure you've got that similar thing that can travel to all the events. It's yeah. Some, uh, some things need to be looked at, but uh, for sure, I guess uh, we sort of have to commend ARG uh, and Motorsport Australia in a lot of ways for, you know, putting their necks on the line to to do a big broadcast like this, to put on these big race meetings that are giving motorsport fans a, an alternate option. So, look, hopefully for me, it's 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 not pick one supercars or pick the other ARG or TCR or whatever you want to call it. It's a, it's a, a, a supplement. Like we had. Yeah. We had a great racing Let's... at Sydney Motorsport Park uh, one weekend, and then the next weekend we're going off to the Bend to do more. All of which is is on your TVs in some way, shape, or form. So I think it's great. I, I liken it to a menu, food menu, mm-hmm. right? I like it's food. all food. Let's talk about it's this all again. food, mm-hmm. right? It's all food. It's all motorsport. But you might not like, you know, chicken. You might like steak. I love chicken. I love steak. Yeah, I love I love both too, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know where I'm going with it. Yeah. It just gives you options. Mm. You don't have to love a V8 supercar, but you might love a two-liter turboed engine car, front-wheel drive, like a TCR car, or an S5000, or a TCM, uh, or a cup car. It's just There is so much racing in Australia, and it is good to have the two not going head-to-head, but on different weekends. 
So if you only had the, ch- the choice between chicken and steak, what are you taking? I reckon steak is a little bit more like prestigious. Oh, mm-hmm. but but um, but chicken is my go-to. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm Good. I'm happy just just with like, you know, one of those cooked chooks from Coles. Oh yeah, yeah, eleven bucks or whatever. Yeah, if Steph brings me one of them, that'll that'll feed me for a couple of days. Yeah, great. Love it. Yep. Oh, it's all for me. It's all about the sauce. It's depending know, on yeah. what sauces can come with the meal will depend on which which way I'll go. If they've okay. got a, a delightful little range of sauces for those steaks, that's going to be very hard to go go past. But steak's so expensive, though. You're an expensive man. I've got expensive taste, yes. Yeah, chicken tastes good. Cheap, cheap. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. Uh, hey, what that, other well, questions? That was, that was my question. Um, Michael Alec- Mitchell Alexander. When are you dudes, we're being called dudes, when are you dudes getting Renee Gracie on the show? Oh, yeah, we could. Mm-hmm. I think I've got her number, actually. Okay. She might have changed it now. Let me just have a look here. I do. I've got her number right here, guys. Okay. Should we Should we give her a call? Right now? Maybe let's not, not right it. now. Let's I'm scared. Right now. I'm scared. Okay. Well, let's. We, we can potentially build up to it, but there's got to be a really good reason to do it. You know, I'd. I don't just yeah. join the uh, it's join a bloody the... great reason. Okay, all right. Well, let's think about it. Thank you, Mitchell. Excellent, uh, excellent offering there, Mitchell. Um, I will push it. Okay, don't worry. Grant's scared. Well, I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've lost it. Okay, last question. We got a couple of nice questions on the Instagrams as well. Of course, you can find us on Instagram. It's the Parked Up Podcast. You can find it. Is Tony's new simula- simulator? made for full-size people or do they make special smaller ones this is from moons underscore 16. thank you for that moons i actually made my sim myself so it's purpose built for my size but i made it uh i made the seat adjustable so forward and back um even grant the giant can fit in my simulator no problem yeah it's not quite a midget sim but let's say if fabian come over and he wanted to hop in he might struggle to get the seat far enough back. Mm. There yep. you go. It's real comfy for me. If you ever need to find a new home for it, I've got a I've got a real good place. In the I bet. Corner of, corner of my little den out the back here. Yeah, I bet. Well, you, right. don't you have a Logitech? I do have a Logitech, and it's uh, it's excellent for exactly what I do. No, you're right. I don't need your big thing. I'm happy with what I got. Okay. Good. Uh, okay. Last question from our good friend Jack Martin, who takes a lot of photos at the ARG events. Would you guys to have loved to have seen the TCR race on the weekend run from sunset through to under lights? I know I would have, he said, exclamation point. Well, there are only 15 lap races, so we'd have to really pick that timing perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I get what you're saying. They, they would look amazing under lights. No question about it. And um, it would have been cool to do even a qualifying session or a practice session, something under lights. I think we would have got some great footage and some amazing photos. So Grant, do you know why they didn't do that? Uh, yeah, TV. Well, TV. It, it was TV back to TV. There's would have been a lot of TV chat in this mm. lot of TV chat. Yeah. But uh, TV want that during the day window. So yeah. And look, it's uh, that's what TV want is effectively what, what TV we get. get. That's yep. right. So, you know what, if we get even more people to sit back and watch 
uh, racing, whether it's supercars or whether it's the TCRs and the ARGs, if we get more people watching and the networks feel that there's a demand for nighttime racing, then the networks will will deliver that. So um, if there you go. If you want it, tell your mates, have a party, get things going, get everyone switched <laughs> on, get everyone to download the 7 Plus app. It's not that hard. Pump in your details and you, you can be watching racing and who knows, you could be watching it later at night. And I tell you, beers taste so much better later at night compared to like- That is a, true. Like you can't just crack a beer open at 10 a.m. in the morning to watch the first nah. TCR race on Sunday. You have a coffee or something. Hmm. Um, now, off air, you told me about a little story. Um, did you want to share that little story about someone that gave you a buzz? Oh, the yeah. So another TV story. Yeah, cool. Let's let's end this uh, basically all TV episode of the uh, Parked Up podcast. <laughs> Powered by Race Fuels. Uh, on the way home from Sydney Motorsport Park, I was driving along with my very good friend, Andrew Van Leeuwen from motorsport.com. I also had uh, young Tanea, uh, the videographer Wiz. She's an absolute guru, that girl. And we were driving along and my phone rang and I was plugged into the Apple CarPlays or whatever. And uh, and I took the call in, in front of uh, both Tanea and AVL. And this guy said, hello, is that Grant? Grant from TCR? Why did you guys make us switch from seven mate to seven plus? And then that was then followed by a lot of expletives, many of which only people like Tony D say uh, on live television. (laughs) Uh, I I got called every name under the sun and uh, he asked, he was asking a lot of questions, but giving me zero time to answer any of them. And he was just uh, telling Telling me and telling my car company that there was, we are basically ruining the sport. And um, and then he hung up. How could you do that to the sport that <laughs> provides you with so much income mm. and work? Mm. You're trying to destroy it, Grant. I know. It was Bloody all my hell. fault. You work for Channel 7, don't you? You're <laughs> killing this sport. Oh, man. He, he went to town. I was he obviously, uh, obviously done his research. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, you it's work great, for Channel to, 7, do you? great to see the uh, passion, uh, in the fans. It was, I think I'm definitely going to get my phone number taken off whatever, uh, ARG website is, uh, <laughs> uh, currently holds it because, uh, yeah, I got, I got torn up. I got, got absolutely torn up. Torn up. Jesus. Anyway. Oh, well, there you go. That'll That's serve okay. you right. I've got some, I've got thick skin. I'm all right. I'm soft on the inside, but thick skin on the outside. It'd be okay. Okay, <laughs> that's go. it. We're getting we're getting ready for the Ben Motorsport Park this weekend. Uh, we're up to round four of the Repco Supercars Championship. We've got to wait a few weeks to get uh, back into some TCR racing. Supercars will take Supercars will take the uh, limelight for a little while. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that via the parked up social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. And while you're at it, just please go and buy, uh, pre-order a couple of my books from networkr.com.au. It's the little children's books. Uh, and Tony D, that is the very last plug for those books. We'll, yeah, right. Uh, we'll this see week. You. Let's talk next week. Let's talk next week. Okay, mate. Enjoy the bend. <laughs>